0: I've been hearing the New York Knicks in my ear telling me about culture change, culture change, culture change. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing hard work. We're seeing a never-die
1: attitude. We're seeing rough riders. They ain't soft. They're coming at it. They're battling, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, they are trash. (laughs) Horrible.
0: Welcome, please, to the JVG Podcast, where these Gs are going to spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with these These funny catchers seem to be well-read, esteemed and honest, like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. The regular season is over, and we now enter the playoffs of the JVG NBA uh, Tribute Show, Episode 83. My
1: name's Marco, joined as always by Lucas. Ah, yes, I am Lucas. Unless you're Michael Finley, who did play 83 games in a season once. And I'm sure there's a couple of other players joining well, him on that list. Let's
0: let's dedicate this episode to Michael Finley. Oh,
1: Cheerio. You know what? Pour one out.
0: The Michael Finley episode. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: how have <you> been Lucas. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been uh, pretty good. How about you? <laughs> Great. Nice.
0: Um, you know, uh, if you haven't heard already, I've been doing FebFast. Fast. I've been staying healthy. Oh I haven't, yeah. I haven't been drinking. I've been I've been hitting the gym. I've been hitting the waterhole. I've been going for a swim. You know, feeling <laughs> bright bright and I feel like I'm finally feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every morning when I wake up in the morning. Nice. Uh, which I probably haven't felt for a long time.
1: And it's a, what <laughs> the twenty-second <22nd> day of FebFast. <laughs> the Twenty-second Feb Feb
0: day, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right, you know. I got less than 8 hours sleep last night. I woke up and I was I was at work early. I was <laughs> I was punching ch- champing at the bit to, to to get to the office. Nice. Um, I feel like
1: we haven't done a us two in person episode in so long. Yeah, it feels like that. But I think you're wrong. Okay. Cuz we, <laughs> but we've had guests on the past two in person. Then True. we did a Zoom in between there. Oh,
0: we did. You're yeah. right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon Oh, it's been like a month, actually. Yeah, at least. Shit, I've compl- man, this uh, obviously this year uh, has been pretty weird <laughs> so far. Oh,
1: you know what? I reckon the last time it was just the two of us was that was when we did Contenders, Pretenders, Limbo, Rebuilding at yours.
0: No way. That was well.
1: That well, was ages ago. There is a way to fact check this, <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna add much to the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is what our viewers tune in for, like our our analysis of our. Our breakdown, our, yep. our Zoom, our room—those, <laughs> those sorts of things. Yes. Um. So how's how's the NBA All Star weekend, Lucas?
1: Yeah, pretty bad. I thought you had something you wanted to um start the episode with, or you had a little surprise for us.
0: <laughs> um, not not really, not really. I there's, there's just this particular thing I want to talk about. Last time we did an in person episode, it was uh when we talked about Nick Curios. Oh yeah. So that was about a month ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. That
0: checks out. Not, not, Much. To, not to burst your bubble. No, 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 bubble no that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: quite an outlandish claim, to be
0: fair. Um, I've just been doing some thinking this week. Uh, you oh, know, that
1: could never be good. <laughs> <laughs> worst joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, obviously, you know, uh, nothing really been going on with the NBA. So you're just, you're just left with your thoughts and, uh, mm. uh, you know, what's been happening over the past few weeks. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the CJ McCollum and the Tyrese Halliburton trades. Mm. Not from like a, you know, were they worth it? What's the impact on the team? But just like how NBA trades work generally. Um, I think this, like the CJ trade for me, it's the first like big in- in-season trade for me as a Pelicans mm. fan that I've gone through. Um, and it's probably the second trade where the player, one of the players leaving, I've actually been sad about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first was Drew Holiday and the that was... Like that You know Everyone saw that coming That had to happen Mm. It was It was so good for Drew as well Like one of my favorite players I was so happy for him To be going to a new environment As sad Mm. as I was to lose him Um Uh But that You know That was an off-season trade I feel like off-season trades are weird Because you're like Oh shit That basketball game I watched Four months ago That was the last time I'm gonna see that player Oh true In my team's colors Um Which I'm not Like As I feel like in other sports Like you know, there's like AFL farewell games. Even even when they're like their contracts up or they're moving to another team, like they make a bit of a deal of it on the last mm. game of the season. Soccer, they all, they often like play a game uh, while the deal's going through, so you know they True. can like, they can like clap the fans off one last time. But the NBA loves the sort of like zero ceremony trade. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I really liked about the CJ Josh Hart trade is that like well one on the pelicans side uh like josh hart was you know he left he left like a hero sort Mm. of you know like he left a really respected role player for our organization him and nikhil alexander walker uh you know the latter i don't really care too much for (laughs) but like they came along to that last game and they watched it and you know josh hart was there in his bi jersey and they you know they got on uh they got on the court and you know hugged it out with all all the guys at the end which like doesn't feel like the way that NBA trades happen, especially mid season ones. Um, and then CJ McCollum in his, uh, players tribune, uh, tribune, if you will, uh, (laughs) about, you know, leaving Portland titled dear Portland. He just said, it was like such a good experience for him. Um, he said, I didn't get worse bombed. I didn't get shammed. I didn't wake up to a hundred text messages from my friends and family freaking out. There was no drama. I actually knew this was coming, you know, Mm. he had a conversation with the franchise. um, And, you know, he, he would, when probably there was an offer from the Pelicans, he was like, yep, that's like an organization I could see myself going to. It wasn't like he woke up one morning and he was traded. Yeah. Now, if you go look at our dear friend Tyrese Halliburton, who also wrote a piece for the Players' Tribune, I think it was, yeah, three days after CJ did. Mm. 30 minutes. That's all it took. Last week, in the span of a half hour, I went from feeling like I'd be in Sacramento for the next decade to experiencing the biggest surprise of my entire life. Wow. (laughs) uh, and his uh, his article was titled Life Goes On so, <laughs> This is this guy who like Really felt he was going to be in that franchise For like, you know, at least that At least that first seven year part of his career You know, yeah. like, you know, the, your rookie deal And then your extension mm. um, And he was so ready to be the franchise player And he didn't even know He didn't even know that it was coming Until yeah. like his agent texted him His agent texted him 30 minutes before um, the, GM t- the GM gave him a call Wow So like um, it just got me thinking, like in your experience, Lucas. What what is the mid season trade usually like? Is it is it like one of your best play, one of your favorite players is just gone the next morning, or is there more often than not that sort of like, all right,
1: cool, we know this is happening, like we have time to say our goodbyes. Um, so the the few that stick out, obviously, the Porzingis one was just a couple of weeks ago. That was quite a shock. Yeah, uh, we traded. Um, Kelly Oubre for Trevor Ariza mm. for half a season, yep. but like I think Kelly Oubre was 23, Trevor Ariza was 33, but Trevor Ariza was already like two years into his decline yep. and Kelly Oubre was well and truly on the way up. Yep. Um, I mean we can still see that today yep. uh, and I can't remember who we traded away, but we traded for Boyan Bogdanovic um, and he came off our bench for like 30 games and maybe a playoff series and that was an experience I've never experienced before as a Wizards fan is just like that's definitely where my fandom for him started because every time he shot he could have shot the ball every single possession I would have been happy with the way the possession ended Um, what was the initial question how does it usually go through yeah yeah
0: in your mind like how do you usually feel when a mid-season trade goes through do you feel like you know oh cool I get get to say goodbye to this guy and I get mm. to welcome this guy or is it just like oh shit there's a new guy on the court three days later
1: oh it's usually it's just like yeah you wake up to a trade and it's just yeah. like cool like guess that happened. (laughs) Um, The Oubre one was just such a shock. It was just like, I don't get what we're doing. Because we were like, oh, we want to bring a 3 and D player in to make this playoff push and we want a more experienced player. But it was also like, maybe we should have a reality check instead. Yeah. Like how far is Trevor Ariza really going to make a difference next to Wall and Beal? So I would say my personal experience is more like, in the Bogdanovich deal I was like This is pretty cool I don't know what the long term uh, Plan is here But at least we have This like This fun experience With the Oubre deal I was like Like even still today 22nd of February 22 Slash 02 Slash 2022 He should still be on this team Yeah Like he yeah. should still, He should be on his rookie extension In Washington Yeah, yeah. um, But no Cool We got f- We got 40 games with Trevor Ariza <laughs> Yeah
0: And that's I think that's part of it as well Is like with the deadline deals um they they I I think no matter what happens they feel they feel rushed just cuz they're at the deadline we're like mm. oh cool like we've decided this is how our, we want our season to go you know mm. like teams don't go oh yeah we're going to coast along with these guys and then halfway through the year i mean i guess people you know look for players on the waiver wire and stuff like that mm. um but that was very like oh cool we're going to make a we're going to make a playoff push mm. um <laughs> and then you can very clearly see uh, whatever sort of basketball fan you are that, that didn't work out. You know? Mm. Like the, yeah. the Wizards, I don't know I don't know how you went in the playoffs that year, but I don't I don't think you as a franchise gained anything from that half no. season of Trevor, Trevor Ariza.
1: No, I know from the last, from the Wall Beal era, we we never better conference finals. So getting Trevor <laughs> yeah, reza yeah, you know, yeah. making that punt, maybe you should keep the young role player yeah. who could become something. Um you guys didn't hear this on the pod, I just face palmed when Marco brought up the waiver thing. I re- I I'm so mad I didn't do this, but I wanted to look at the past few champions and the past few teams that have made mm. the finals and find how many minimum guys are in the rotation. Yeah. Because if... And my point was going to be, if you think minimum guys are going to save your season at Lakers, then <laughs> you got another thing coming. Um, and then I think the counter-argument that I had made up in my head was, well, actually, I think maybe the last team that had success in the playoffs was like La- this current iteration of the Lakers <laughs> with a few minimum guys in the rotation. Yeah, they... They made a
0: what 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 moves did they they made a couple moves just before the deadline didn't they is,
1: uh, this oh that season yeah
0: yeah yeah um, I'm trying to think
1: so, like signings yeah because I don't remember the Lakers oh, making maybe a not. mid-season trade like yeah the, oh it
0: okay. was it was just those minimum guys that
1: they had yeah yeah but and then also because like Goran Dragic who is now signed with the Nets yeah has to be the best buyout guy in God knows how yeah
0: hundred percent
1: like Melo even when he got bought out or stretched. Um, he was still in superstar mode, I'm mm. pretty sure, internally. Whereas Goran Dragic is like, no, nah, I, I, you know, I've, he's always kind of known his role in the league. Mm. Um, but he's going to the Nets. And I was watching Wiz Nets last week, and I, I was like, damn, I mean, everyone's probably thought this already. But watching them, I was like, they got so many options at guard mm. Mm. that they can throw in every single um, series. And then they're bringing in Dragic, it's like, I don't know, man. They they got they got back they got the backcourt to go up against anyone, and they can they can they got th- like th- they've got thirty six fouls. Yeah, and they could still bring in a good <laughs> a good guard. Um, see, because
0: that's what I was thinking when I saw the Drogic deal. I'm like, oh, d- does Brooklyn really need you know another guard? But <laughs> I think yeah, like the way they play, and also the way they're gonna have to play if Kyrie's only eligible for half of the games, you know, mm. during the playoffs. Is mm. yeah, they, they love having they ha- love having a bunch of different uh looks of players, you know? Mm. Uh I think I think when you have such a like highly talented core as they do, you can kinda of put like anyone in there at any given time to do any role and they'll yeah. succeed. Because it's not like, you know, none of none of these guys like um, you know, Cam Thomas, Paddy Mills, Goran Drogic, none of them are really gonna have the pressure to like run the offense. I feel yeah. like Drogic will be the guy that they'll put on in the rare circumstances that KD and Kyrie are both sitting, yeah, you know, like to give him the reins a bit, but um, yeah, none of them are. No one really has to shoulder much more responsibility than like the one thing that they're good at. Yeah, um, at any given time.
1: And I think that that what's instilled in them is just like whatever your skill set is, take it at them. Yeah, because you might get ten minutes in this game, so so get every every ounce of that ten minutes out. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like Cam Thomas, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Javon Carter, David Duke Jr. I mean Simo. Yeah. Um. That's that's six guys before we get to Kyrie Irving in yeah. the backcourt. Yeah.
0: And Goran Dragic, I think.
1: Oh, and Goran Dragic. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. Sub out Javon Carter for Goran Dragic because yeah. they waved him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Th- that the only thing that surprised me about that, uh, again from my original point is why well, didn't have a team that actually needs him. Yeah Like You know At Lakers Did they (laughs) Did they offer him a
1: contract And he said no thanks I I reckon Yeah I reckon I think I think Goran Dragic is a good litmus test Yeah I think he knows who's for real and who isn't Yeah
0: He's not just going to sign with a team Who are contending Because like They've You know They've set They've set set their team goal to contending In the (laughs) the 2k (laughs) menu
1: (laughs) Um, Also they're currently ninth. Yeah Like (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: such a shit show oh my god I mean Brooklyn's 7th aren't they they're 8th damn
1: Fuck. but they're above 500 yeah
0: and and with a much sturdier roster <laughs> yeah and they seem to win every time yeah. KD plays yeah um, like <laughs> Brooklyn's fine <laughs> um should we I have a good I have a good pivot to the all-star game or was there did we want to talk about other stuff before we get there oh we can talk
1: about whatever man <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a freaking basketball <laughs> um well I think that just before we get into everything, the thing one of the things that I most liked about this All Star game is LeBron actually looked like he was like enjoying himself. Mm. He looked like he wanted to be out there and for as many minutes as possible and wanted to win. And I think that's because I think that's because he's not winning <laughs> with, Ooh, with his actual nice. team. Like last year, you know, when it was just like Damon Curry just chucking it up, mm. um, and which I I really enjoyed. I I enjoyed a lot of that game because it was like all right, these guys who are, you know, they're probably in the last five years of their career are just shooting deep, you know, logo threes yeah. and trying to trying to get alley-oops to each other and shit like that. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, but LeBron played, like, so few minutes, obviously mm. because he wasn't, you know, very fit. But he also just looked like he didn't really want to be there mm. um, because, you know, he was trying to save their season. Mm. Um, this year, he really wanted to win that game. <laughs> like, he was playing his heart out and he was taking so many deep threes. And it was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Like when you have, I feel like, you know, having Steph, LeBron and Giannis, probably three of the 10 best players in the league, uh, all engaged in the All-Star game. Like that, that makes the All-Star game better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, the Elam ending is very good. It helps. Um, and I think having Giannis in the game helps because mm. I think it was a stretch at the end of the third where Giannis blocked Middleton oh Defended God. Booker really hard When
0: he blocked Middleton <laughs>
1: But the trickle on effect of that was Giannis was playing hard Okay now Booker and Middleton are yeah, playing hard yeah. Okay now everyone's kind of playing a little bit hard Everyone's defending a little bit
0: At the beginning of the 4th I think um, Team KD had Booker and Levine on And they were both like full court pressing And like They were both like They were taking turns guarding LeBron And mm. like actually putting effort into it mm. Um and that was like... And then, yeah, on the other on the other end, you had Giannis blocking his teammate, So, yeah, un- so unnecessarily at the rim. Yeah. Um, that was, like, seriously
1: a great block. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was, like, the first... how like I reckon the first half of that quarter was, like, oh, wow, like, there there's enough hungry young guys out there who, like, actually want to play in the All-Star mm. game. And then there's also the added on- onus of, like, oh, no, we're like, I really want to win this game from, mm. from the older guys. I reckon, yeah, there was a point where probably for the first time since I've started watching the All-Star Game, there were actually 10 guys really engaged in offense and defense on the floor at the same time.
1: Yeah, definitely. The first year they had the Elam ending was... uh, was the best... was the best I've I've seen. Um, Or maybe the best I've seen. I feel like maybe when I first got into basketball, they were all taking it a little bit seriously still. But I... You know, too long long ago to remember. Yeah. Lamelo fit in so well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was starting in, at the
0: beginning of the fourth.
1: Yeah, he was. He's an all star. Like yes. he's just twenty, yeah. and he's an all star. Yeah. Maybe he's twenty one. It doesn't matter. He's like he's just full on. Just Oh, man, I was so Oh, yeah, I said this, but I'm yeah. The point I was thinking, uh, I was worried about the state of the league, and but now there's just all these like mm. guys below twenty two that are so good, and then those twenty seven year olds.
0: Yeah, and what? So it was like. First All-Star game for... Was it seven or seven players? Something like oh, that. Oh, really? And every single one of them, I was like, Oh, damn. Like, I'm really happy this is the future yeah. of the NBA. You yeah. Know? Um, quick shout. Quick quick shout. A quick thread check, actually. Uh, Luke, Lucas in his, his Lamello <laughs> jersey. And uh, Marco, what, what's this? A Charlotte Bobcat station.
1: <laughs> we are both and Charlotte. Yeah. Unbelievable. Who's Charlotte?
0: I, Did Michael Finley ever play for
1: Charlotte? Um... <laughs> I want to say no yeah. I reckon he played Just trying to tie tie things up for you. I reckon he played for the Spurs and the Mavs And maybe one other team yeah, Maybe right. the Mets Yeah right Um Now Did you enjoy anything else in the All-Star weekend? <laughs> <laughs> um No The Celebrity <laughs> Game was the second best event The
0: I didn't mind The last round of the three point contest mm. Um I felt I really liked Cat getting up And he had He had a fucking He had the good type of blinder mm. um, <laughs> He had Macy That was a blinder um, The first three quarters Of the All-Star game itself Would have been unwatchable If it weren't for Steph Curry True <laughs> um, Yeah And there were Like a few You know Like a little bit of Darius Garland A little bit of Lamelo mm. Ball um, Like Jar had Probably um, You know I feel like that often happens in your first all-star game but he apart from his two alleys from trey it was just he was boring to watch mm, yeah <laughs> um and yeah uh the dunk contest i've really avoided watching it all so <laughs> good, i really good. want to keep it that way i'm yeah. so scared of it yeah
1: let's like of whatever however long this episode goes for let's not spend any more time talking about <laughs> it um i like the three-point contest I hate that there's no way to just, like, standardize the scores. Yeah. Because Because they've added the two Mountain Dew balls, and now they've added the Money Rack, mm. which was, you know, that's been a couple of years. But, like, the way they were doing it in, like, the mid-2000s was completely different to now. Mm. Um, but... I think I do this every year. I definitely did it this year. Every time I watch a three-point contest, I go back and watch Buddy Hield's three-point contest because I do. I am in love with his jump shot. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care about and I don't care about what Les has to say about him. I I love watching him shoot the ball. He he just loves it. He mm. loves shooting, and that you can see that in his three FGA <laughs> column. But he he just cares about. He puts so much care into making every bucket, mm, and it just okay. it's fun to watch his release. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's what I liked about Kat is, I think, watching a big man like that in the contest. He, like, he, his feet didn't leave the ground. He was, <laughs> he was just chucking them up. Um, and, you know, let's... I, I hated... Man, okay, like, side note. Uh, every single piece of commentary the entire All-Star Weekend was just <laughs> unlistenable. Un- <laughs> yeah. um, and, like, you know, they were saying when he won the contest, Oh, you know, this will help this will help solidify him as the best three-point shooting big man of all time. It's like, bro, it's a, it's the fucking three point contest. Yeah. Like, Make the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, okay, when this guy finishes his career, if he's shot like forty-two percent from three on however many attempts, then fine. That's just like statistically, yeah, he's the best three-point shooting center of all time. Yeah. That's cool. That that's completely fine. It's not gonna be the three-point contest that solidifies him <laughs> for you yeah. know, like uh Larry Bird you can go watch Larry Bird win the three-point contest in the warm-up jacket that's not what makes Larry Bird a whole thing yeah. like, you know, like, that's just a little sprinkling of character on top of every other like cold ass thing he did over, yeah, his, yeah, over yeah. his career
1: yeah yeah on the list of accolades this should not not be that high up yeah. yet <laughs> uh and I actually I, I didn't mind the skills challenge the mm. format of it yeah um but it was, you know, it was a bit whatever. You know, you watch it because you're a basketball fan. But that's about as <laughs> yeah. far as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Clutch Challenge? Oh, actually, I like the rookie, the rookie round robin. Yeah, yeah, that that was good.
0: That was good as well. Um, no, that that format was a lot better as yeah, well. And you got I like really so. interesting combos of players and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the the Clutch Challenge. Oh, it was a bit tragic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it Scotty Barnes missed three three times from the Magic Johnson But like
1: stuff. that's the shit, man. <laughs> like that's why you have it.
0: Yeah. So right. someone
1: can make an ass of themselves. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have it. Um was did Evan Mobley did he hit the um did he did he hit the half court of the dame shot? Uh was that in the skills challenge or the clutch challenge? Cause he was in boat. Oh. oh man, he had a he had a busy. The Cavs had a busy weekend. <laughs> so I, which I guess it's good. Go figure. <laughs> um, they're all blending into one. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was like because um, I, I take your point. Yeah, you want to. It was you, it was the, it was a skills challenge. It was a skills challenge. Yeah, yeah. like you want to. It's funny to watch Scotty Barnes miss three times. Yeah. <laughs> three times from the baby hook spot. But it was it was elating to see Evan Mobley of all
1: people like yeah hit, hit that shot. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the events yep um, what about Steph Curry getting booed um, I, oh I did not
0: I don't know if I saw that I feel like he got booed a few times to be honest
1: yeah. <laughs> dude yeah yeah. you said it before but 16 threes I was rooting for him to get 17 yeah. because just 50 oh plus points he, off of just threes made would be nuts he's got
0: I think he's got a bit of a bean in his bonnet this season about fucking records because He bricked like seven shots after he hit 50. Yeah. He threw up so many. Yeah. (laughs) Like what was going on there? (laughs) (laughs) You just hit 16 of these. Yeah.
1: Maybe he's just bored. (laughs) Because they're still second in the West. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What? Yeah. Too much respect for AD or something.
1: For AD, yeah, you know, got, oh right, he's right, got, right, he's got the record. Yeah, then AD's highlight, yeah, AD, the highlight of AD's career is yeah, that. Yeah, the highlight yeah. of Cat's career is a three-point contest.
0: I mean, yeah, which uh, pretty pretty comparable, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does have that. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at what do Donye Do you like hearing the down low on all your NBA and basketball content? Hey, at Will on Instagram and Twitter, don't you mean the lowdown on NBA and basketball content? No, I mean The Down Low, because that's our show. The Down Low, where we give you the lowdown on everything NBA. Check out The Down Low NBA on all your podcasting platforms, like Spotify, Apple, or even Google Podcasts. Google has podcasts? Yeah, I didn't even know that either. But now you know, so go and get it in your ears.
1: Well, speaking
0: of... Speaking of the rain. How about this season? Jesus. Do you think... Has it been turned on its head a bit post deadline? Do you reckon the dynamics have changed changed enough? Or How do you mean? Do you... like the Brooklyn Philly trade? Do you think that sort of? Do you think that uh, helps or hinders either of their title chances, or do you think they're both sort of on the same trajectory as they were this no. season?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that the that it ch- it helps the the seventy sixes a lot. Yeah, like. This season, Steph, Seth Curry for James Harden. Mm. It's pretty bonkers. <laughs> um, and then I think that uh, Simo makes. Uh, I think he'll be playing pretty soon. Mm. And I think they'll look really great together. And now, plus Dragic. Yeah. Um, I think that they're two of the five teams I've got that I can see coming out of the East. Yeah. But my point was I reckon at every All Star break, you know who's going to come out of each conference, right? And that's something I really love about this season. I I don't know who's going to come out of each conference. Yeah. I couldn't say with certainty any team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, should we go through? Them? Like, who who are your who who are your five teams coming out of the East?
1: My five teams are the Heat. Oh, that I can realistically see. Mm. The Heat, the Bulls, Philly, Bucks, the Nets. Um, and those are five of the top eight teams. The other three are the Cavs, the Celtics, and the Raptors, who at the very least will put up a good fight and not get swept. Mm. Um, and I feel like the Cavs at the very best could beat those uh, five teams in a series. Mm. Um, I say the Bulls with not much certainty because we haven't seen them in the playoffs. But I, I, my projection and my analysis would lead me to think that they could make it out of the East. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be that would be my five too.
0: Um I I really think the Cavs and I think Boston as well, the way they've been playing recently, like I I wouldn't be surprised if they beat anyone in a in a seven game series. Yeah. Um, I feel like Um Yeah, like the Cavs have just proven that they can beat any other team. And Boston, they look they look more playoff ready than anything, I think. Like yeah. playing this like switchy small game um and i feel like i feel like they're they're more adaptable than some of those other teams like you know you look at look at philly right like philly are going to be insane they're going to be <laughs> yeah. so fucking good but they're not like they're not very fle- they're not going to be very flexible and mm. i feel like james harden teams never are yeah <laughs> um you know they've really they've really put a lot in you know into two players and fucking, you know, go figure. Like, it's the MVP and a former MVP. Like yeah. that's, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, but
1: I think, like, them, for example, they're going to be a little bit more rigid in a playoff game, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the ninth and 10th teams in the East are the Hornets and the Hawks. Yeah. So, it's going to be, like, it's going to still be work yeah. to, to get into the playoff, to get one of those top eight seeds and then to get through the playoffs. Um. Did you have anything else you want to say uh, in the east before we kick over to the west?
0: Um yeah,
1: I think I think the net
0: I think the nets need to get themselves out of the plane. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think I think I've said this about teams. I think I said this about teams last season where it's more of a statement of fact than anything else. It's yeah. like if you're the Brooklyn Nets you shouldn't you shouldn't be in the playoff play in tournament. Yeah. Much like how I think, you know, the Lakers uh, having to go through the plane as well last season really sort of you know, it, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think that contributed to them not progressing in the playoffs. Yeah. like just not really making a statement like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I really think it's wide open between those teams. Like, I don't think anyone's really hit a run of form that they look like they'll be better than the others. But yeah, it'll it'll really come down to how the Sixers and the Nets play with their new guys, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I really want the Hornets to make the playoffs. Yeah. I really want to see them in a seven-game series. I want to see how Borrego coaches. Mm. I want to see how Lamello holds up. Mm. And I want to see how the team around them... Like, I want to see who's like a playoff performer. Mm. I get the feeling Miles Bridges could win a game. I get the feeling Terry Rozier could win a yeah. game. Um, and I want to see... Trez in the playoffs with that team because I reckon they could catch a vibe in a playoff game yeah I forgot about him jeez yeah and I really hope that they re-sign Trez Mm. Um, I mean I am a Wizards fan but I definitely cheer more for the Hornets than than (laughs) for the Wizards right now Um, but I just I just want to see what that team what like what they like how they take shape in a playoff game because a lot of what they do um, is based on pace Mm. and just want to see how their inexperience would show against like a like this season. They definitely would crack the top five, the top four, yeah. and get home court. Just see how it would look against one of the top four seeds in the East. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think they're another. I think they're another team that's like playing playoff
0: basketball. Yeah, you know, in their regular season. Like again, like Switchy the Zone, um, having all these like not very. Not great defenders like really buy into like a good defensive scheme, yeah. Which I think is like what Boston are doing as well. Um. So yeah, that th- I think it's gonna. Be, I don't think I said this last year, but maybe. But like that top ten, there, I would love to see any of them in the playoffs. I think they all deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. As well, like
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Um. The really, there's like the the five, you know, potential teams to come out. And then the other five are like as good as each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe the only team where I'd feel kind of good for them to miss the playoffs is the Hawks. Just because it's like, you guys really should have gotten together early in the season. You should have carried what you did last year, which was really great Mm -hmm. into this season. Isn't that so funny how quickly you go from, oh man, the Hawks
0: up and coming team to like, no, nah, this is one of those teams that needs to make the playoffs or it's a failure of the season. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that, that's, that's the beauty of the new expectation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, if the Hornets make the eighth seed and then next year they're sitting in the 11th this time, <laughs> this time we're going to be having the same conversation. About true. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, in the West, I've got the Suns or the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I can see it coming out. But if you take a look at the next four... I got Grizz the next tier down, and then they're just by themselves. And then the Jabs, Mabs, and the Nuggets yeah. as the third tier. Yeah. But those are gonna be second round matchups for the Suns and the Warriors. Yeah. And they're gonna have to really win those series. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I I think I think the Grizz could come out. Like, I don't think they will I don't think they will. I don't think they are experienced enough. But again, they're like they have shown that they can beat anyone. And I think that they just have that little bit more like Like, they can just pile on the points a little more heavily than the Cavs could in the East, for for example, you know? Like, uh, Jar could win two games by himself. And then you just have this cast of players who are going to be playing their heart out every night. Um, If you can can swing a couple, you know, if you can swing a couple of lucky close games, Mm. um, which, like, I think they've proven that they can, then why the heck not? I think the Suns and the Warriors, like, it would really be an absolute travesty if that's not the conference finals yeah um because they've just been playing so well all season and not only that they've spent all season like preparing for the playoffs Mm. i feel like Mm. in you know who they have in the rotation who they're kind of like bleeding like you know you watch a warriors game and you're like oh like four of these guys aren't going to be playing in the playoffs but you know we know uh from guys like you know gary payton uh the second that you can kind of you can get you can get more out of a player than you expect by, by playing them in the in the regular season and then maybe they can crack the uh playoff rotation and yeah i feel like they've since they both had like you know hot starts they've just been like cool all right well let's just make sure that we have the personnel uh mm. that we have the experience so that when the playoffs come around we're,
1: we're ready for them this is my last uh paragraph here and my God, we are just fucking. I'm about. I'll make this point in a sec. But you've mentioned both the Cavs and the Grizz. Yeah. Who, I, who I have like a case that, like, it if everything goes according to plan. Yeah. But um. Is ah uh, this question first? Is the East better than the West? Do you think? Oh man, no. I. Yes, <laughs> like if, if you
0: line up the players like today, then I think yes. I think like. You know, I think that top eight is probably better than the top eight yeah. in the West, but like so many of those teams in the West have serious injuries, you know? True, like, true, like the nu- true. The, yeah. the, the Nuggets become like, the Nuggets become the best team in the East, if, if they're yeah. healthy potentially. Yeah. Um, the Clippers, yeah. <laughs> same deal. What um, about the leggers? Is-
1: <laughs> oh wait, they are healthy. <laughs> <Pass>. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. If you trade uh, Russell Westbrook for John Wall, then sure, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> as good as any team in the East. Um, but I, th- I think it's and, but I think it's that same thing where it's like the Suns and the Warriors just have their head so far ahead of the rest of the pack. Yep. that like they make everyone look worse just by how how well they're playing. Whereas in yep. the East, it's like every time someone's tried to take a bit of a foothold on like the one seed something's happened. Like, yeah. you know, an injury or a bad run of form or like, whatever. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, your, your point guard decides that he's too fat to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, I'll read the first sentence of that last little paragraph. Although I have counted both teams out, imagine how horny a Cavs-Groods finals matchup would be. Every single year, um, the teams that make the finals, someone tries to discredit them and say they had a lucky run. I'm not I'm not saying... I'm not trying to discredit them. I'm saying it happens every season. Yeah, yeah. It happens every season. So maybe luck is just part of the playoffs. And... It'll only take one superstar to go down in their second round matchups for them to... For it to open up for the Cavs or the Grizz. Mm. Because they've got this, like... I want to say, like, eight player rotation depth. Yeah. Better than, you know... Uh, let's take the Warriors, for example, you get an eight player rotation without clay. Mm. It's very shaky mm. yeah. with clay. You can give him 38 minutes mm. and that's fine. You can just ju- chuck someone out of the rotation. The Grizz got eight guys you want to play. Yeah. Like you want to play in a playoff series. Um, but I think that it's on the cards. I think, I think it's very unlikely, highly,
0: highly unlikely. All right. So this, is, this is why I said the Grizz and not the Cavs. Like, for actually coming out, yeah, is the Grizz the Grizz should beat anyone below them, right? Mm. Like I think I think the Grizz uh, um, you know, I think I think they win any of those series. yeah, and it, uh, and then really, I, I guess no, how how does the how does it work? They're gonna have to beat the Warriors and the Suns to go through, aren't they? Yeah, if you finish third, <laughs> you have to beat the Warriors and the Suns. Yeah, I can I can see them squeezing one of those series and then if, an, if a star got injured <laughs> winning that series yeah you know like i'm not i'm not gonna put money on like uh chris paul and steph curry getting injured yeah <laughs> you know in the playoffs at the same time with the Cavs, i think it's um you know i don't think if they finish fourth and milwaukee finishes fifth i'm not taking the Cavs in that series you know like yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm taking the bucks to beat them in the first round and that's like it's over it's over then like they're gonna have to overcome every in every single in every single playoff round whereas the Grizz should have like a pretty easy matchup Mm. not easy but they should have a very winnable matchup in that in that first round and then it's just like you know a Philadelphia style collapse and a bad injury in the conference finals yeah something like that Hawks-esque of of last year exactly yeah you know like if Giannis had actually been injured for the conference finals then
1: yeah like that team probably would have won yeah um (laughs) Every single series in the East is going to be good Yeah There's There's Um Hate, Bulls, Philly, Bucks, Nets That's five teams mm. That means one of them is not going to make it past the first yeah, round Yeah wow God uh, In the West The first round might be a bit boring But the second round I assume Will have the Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies And then whoever else Yeah, yeah. That'll be Man Basketball's good right now <laughs> Like it's really good It's a really good time to be a basketball fan Yeah
0: <laughs> Now we just have to get part of, through this part of the season, <laughs> yeah, to the playoffs. Now you know, because I remember last year, I fucking after the All Star break, I really, I my head turned from basketball for a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> um, but this year we have the Harden we have Harden and Simmons to look oh, at. Like, oh, yeah, can, you can just watch Philly and Nets games um, <laughs> for, for the next two months and see how they fit into that, because that's going to be like a new team for each of them. Like. Mm. Um, I don't I don't I don't think any mid season trade has shaken up how teams will actually look when they play as much as those two have. Yeah. Um so yeah, if you're if you're being like, oh you're on win of the playoffs, like just, just watch Philly in
1: Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put it on cruise control. Yeah. Also I'm gonna watch a bit more Celtics. Yeah. I actually, wanna see it yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, I wanna see what it what it looks like, what yeah. the success looks like.
0: I, I think I texted you earlier this week that um no, end of last week because it's Tuesday, <laughs> that I wanted to figure out why Boston weren't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, and I've been, read- I've been reading a bit, I've been watching a bit of highlights, and I've just listened to a couple of pods about them. And uh, they... I almost wanted... I, I almost wanted to make the kind of dickish argument that they could come out of ace. <laughs> True. <laughs> because, like, they're... I'm not going to, but they are in, like... And an um, insane run of form right now, like I think they were on a nine game winning streak and they lost their last game. Mm. They've made like a value add at the deadline with Derek White um, and getting rid of, oh, true, and getting rid of Schroeder. Um, and I, yeah, I think they, I, I want to watch some Boston game Boston games beginning to end before I like make yeah. proclamations. But like they, they could also be a team to take, you know. Uh, to take advantage of a shaky, a shaky contender.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think they're playing the Nets on Friday, eleven thirty. Well, there you go. Yeah, and <laughs> bloody it's on Kaya as well as wherever you watch your, the rest of your <laughs> basketball games. Is it? Is it in Brooklyn? It, I think so. Uh, is it, anything on Ben? No. Any like any date? <laughs> any set date, or is it just still uh, returning to match fitness or whatever? Yeah, I mean, like is,
0: match Zion could come back before. him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't heard any, I haven't heard any, any uh, rumblings. So, solid day. Oh, um, so here's a recent report from Netswire. Uh, Nets star Ben Simmons weeks away from making his team debut. Damn. It's, it's going to be really tough. Cause like they have Kyrie for like a third of their regular season games and KD is still not back. So yeah, I, that, this is the other, this is the thing is like, uh, if the Nets aren't in, you know, if they if they get
1: in shape, like, four games before the playoffs start, like, is that enough? Yeah.
0: You think yeah. so?
1: Because the guys that are getting in shape, Ben, that's a bit of, of a question mark. But KD and Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie, when they, like, allowed him to play, didn't he drop, like, 20? Yeah. In, like, in his first NBA game in God knows how long. Mm. Kevin Durant... Kevin Durant can be in a coffin for 2 years and come out and he would still be the scariest guy to defend. Yeah. Um so I think yeah, then just so long as they're healthy. Mm. I think it could be zero games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. No, you you're completely right. KD, KD can step up, step on a basketball court the day yeah. after like a plane crash and <laughs> drop 35. Um yeah, because like I'm thinking of the Lakers last year who only really got, you know, fit like mm. what did was did LeBron play a regular season game before that, before the play-in, like I don't know. But do you have like two games coming in or something?
1: I don't recall. But AD, yeah, him as well. They were both. Didn't they rush him back in the first round? And, and then didn't and, he drop thirty-four in two games? And those and, were the two games they took from the Suns and then got injured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, that
0: that would. That's my only worry. But you're right. I think I think. I think this team, I think the next team is so much more solid as mm. it is anyway and like K, KD has just proven that uh, time often has no effect on him.
1: Yeah.
0: deep 2com is your one-stop shop for everything NBA related. Want weekly in-depth articles tackling some of the NBA's biggest issues and juiciest storylines? We've got you covered. Want a podcast that brings a fresh perspective to the league's current events? We've got you covered. We're like The Ringer, only less problematic. So for anything and everything NBA, head to thedeep2.com and yes, it really is that simple.
1: I want to revisit the uh, Westbrook wall, the sequel, which did not go through because the Lakers didn't want to give up a first round pick. Mm. This isn't just about them. This is about you know, just basketball teams. Give up the pick. Mm. Like, what would it be? A 2027 pick? If you really want one, Get one. Like, get one later down the track. Every there's You go through the same cycle every year. There's going to be a team selling at the deadline. There's going to be a team buying at the deadline. There's going to be a team willing to give up first. Just, like, sell it now, and then you've got five years to make it back up, and I'm sure you could find a one first rounder in the next five years. Yeah.
0: I think it's just a very fine balance for that front office between, like, okay, if we embarrass ourselves again, like, it's Mm. over basically you know like if you give up a first for john wall and he just doesn't do anything Mm. then it's like okay well this franchise is fucked yeah (laughs) like this franchise is not gonna sort of heal its way even if it's you know lebron and ad are gone and it's tanking yeah uh because we're not gonna own any of our picks but also like you need a you need a fixed that Westbrook issue. And <laughs> yeah. like, I think you should take any lifeline you can get at this stage <laughs> yeah. because they're not going to, they're not going to come around. Like, yeah. yeah, that's like, that is, I think that might actually be the only realistic deal out there for him. Yeah. Um, and I don't think one's going to materialize before next season. Like nobody wants him as a player. Yeah. Somebody will just take his contract because you know, I don't know. They can, it's then they'll have a $44 million hole at the beginning of the season after next year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but also, you said it's a fine line. I think that fine line is gone if you have got LeBron in your team. Yeah. Like if you're the Lakers, you got LeBron in your team. Every year that you don't win the ring, it's a, it's a failure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what do you, what do you, what's that one pick? Mm. Just trade it.
0: Yeah. But you know, it's it's their last one. It's the last cookie in the jar. Uh,
1: there's just there'll be a <laughs> no, pick for Monk.
0: I agree. I completely, I completely agree with you. Like, yeah. uh fuck. You could, you could probably. You could probably trade AD away if you had to for the first round.
1: <laughs> Tht there's two second round picks. Yeah, yeah, Monk, there's maybe a first in him. Yeah, God knows. just just figure it out. Like if you don't believe that you can figure that out, then I then you're not gonna win. What do you? <laughs> what do you think happens?
0: Like I know I know we always talk about the Lakers. Yeah. Like what do you think happens after this season?
1: Like. Uh. I think that a Westbrook trade happens. Yeah. I reckon... Yeah, just some collusion. <laughs> like, for real. For real. Someone, some, some GM... Yeah. LeBron will buy some other GM a house or something. <laughs> like, for real, something like that will happen.
0: But then it's like... it's It'll be LeBron's fifth season in LA. And it'll be his fifth cast of characters. Like, mm. it'll be
1: his fifth roster. <laughs> but, dude, like... Here's the thing... LeBron's not going to figure this out you know the only thing the first skill you need bringing someone next to you is to shoot that yeah. is it that's the first skill the second skill defend now Westbrook doesn't check either of those boxes and that's where the list ends so it's like the GM never figured it out he never figured out that side of the ba- of basketball which is crazy to think as good as he is and like just the way he positions players on a court you know what works so why do you not know what works when you're making these deals?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's interesting. Like I, I was listening to something about Brad Stevens having like coaching mentality as a GM. True. Um, and it's like, then what's what's LeBron's mentality <laughs> as a GM? Because it's not like it's not like the high IQ player mentality. True. It's certainly not GM mentality. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's I don't. I, I think I think it's almost Coaching mentality Because I, th- I think like The reason he brought Westbrook in is is like Oh like I got injured last season And I was Because car- mm. I was carrying So much of the offense I was like I had a lot of I had too many duties yeah. You know uh, <laughs> yeah. On the court um, And I feel like that's, that's almost like A coach's mindset Is being like Oh that guy's Like he's too old To be playing that many minutes Let's get someone Who can like Handle the ball In the minutes That he's not on the floor Obviously You know It's Westbrook is like The most unique situation mm. Uh because, like, he just doesn't feel any need that you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I think, like, if LeBron actually, you're, like, if LeBron was actually thinking like a basketball player, he wouldn't have made, like, half of these moves yeah. that he sort of has forced, like, in Cleveland and LA. Mm. buyout mentality. <laughs> yeah, buyout mentality.
1: Um, however, I, I don't see it happening, but the value we got out of Westbrook in Washington was after the All-Star break. Yeah. So, I mean, we're really, we're yeah. really changing, oh, like... It started a bit earlier, didn't it? I, yeah, a little. But, like, it was such... It was it was definitely post-All-Star break that was, like... He was just amazing. Yeah. He
0: is he is, playing, he is playing worse. He has played worse all season than I think he was playing the first half. Yeah. For you guys as well.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, definitely.
0: W- he was still getting triple doubles. Yeah. This is the concerning thing. He's not even getting the triple-doubles. <laughs> He's not even getting the triple-doubles.
1: Um, but, like, just think about how the narrative has progressed. Now it's like, okay, if, if he has a good post-All-Star run, we can salvage some trade value from him. Yeah. Instead of at the start, the Lakers' dynamic three coming, <laughs> coming
0: at the league. Oh, God. Again, I have to close
1: with it's just sad.
0: It's <laughs> just so, so sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about ball star pack
0: yeah um just before that yeah lebron played two regular season games before the playoffs last season yeah so i don't know i, I don't think it'll be like that with kd but just some food for thought yeah um yeah. so uh yeah two of our two of our favorite brothers dropped a <laughs> fire mixtape over all-star weekend yeah i guess because neither of them were invited yeah um, and, uh,
1: it's called ball star pack but the only ball was there was the one that wasn't on the, on yeah. the ball star pack <laughs> we're of course talking about the ball brothers yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, Lonzo and LiAngelo It took me I think it took me two days To figure out That it was Leangelo And not another rapper
1: <laughs> Yeah Because their like, rap names are Zo and G Honcho <laughs> Which is is actually fucking If it, He's a great rapper Yeah And if he wasn't such a good rapper <laughs> G Honcho would make me like I don't
0: know what I do. It's a name you have Yeah you have to rap into that name Yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and also like Um If you listen to Zo's previous stuff, like, his biggest song is about, uh, you know, the Zo 2s. It's about Mm. his shoes. Um, Mm. And uh, Mm. this is the funniest thing for me for this mixtape is neither of them really rap about basketball.
1: Yeah. Do you reckon any of it's true? No. (laughs) Like, they're talking about this lifestyle about, like, getting face and, like, sleeping around. But... I don't feel like they show this part of their personality in any other thing they do. No, no. Like bleeding people?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I, do they really kill people? No,
0: definitely not. <laughs> they're, they're not pulling out the pistol. They're not, you know, they're not getting brain in the front of the coop, but she got a man though. <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe, maybe that part. But yeah. That that was that was like the disappointing thing for me about this is like, I actually kind of want to hear Lonzo Ball rap about what it's like to be Lonzo Ball. Yeah. You know, like what it's like to be... A really good basketball player. What it's like to play in Chicago, you know? And instead, it's like this generic, like California. Yeah. You know, like oh yeah, you know, we're getting faded. I'm fucking your bitch. I got a gun. And it's like yeah. What? I don't know. Like, what's it like? Like what what did what did Zach Levine say to you after like such and such? <laughs> <don't know>. like, <laughs> um, to
1: quote my boy Zach, <laughs> it doesn't flow. <laughs> um, the lean with Zach
0: Levine, you know. Um, <laughs>
1: But I did enjoy it. Yeah. Eight tracks. First four were good. Last four were moody. And the first one, which was included in the first four, is really good. Yeah. Like, I reckon I listened to that five times before I go to the next song. Bang and beat. And then I
0: think that they had the
1: best, like, they had the best chemistry on it. Yeah. You know,
0: mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, G. show. <laughs> <laughs> he came in, he came in hard. And then Lonzo was a bit more laid back. Yeah. That sort, sort of thing. Um... Just really solid though Like the, it wasn't music That I could really fault Yeah you know? I was like Oh none of this rap Is like cringe They both have like Good kind of Unique enough flows That you know It doesn't mm. sound like Every other trap song The beats are like Pretty well selected as well Um Just It just it's, It seems so odd to me That like yeah Two basketball players Just put out Sounds like, <laughs> like a You know A 7 out of 10 Yeah <laughs> Rap album
1: Yeah Add the context like So yeah I would say this is An above average album Yeah and Lonzo's playing basketball for eight hours a day. Like, leangelo fair for him to for him to be a bit better at rapping than Lonzo. He has, has more time. But Lonzo shouldn't be this good at rapping.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose he's been... Do you, reckon he, do you reckon they recorded this recently, like, over his injury? Do you reckon when he got injured, he's just like... Yeah. G, come
1: on. Honcho, G Honcho. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 definitely.
0: Yeah. But, but you're right it's it's a lot to do in your spare time yeah
1: yeah <laughs> record a studio <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
0: right it's in, a, it's in a tasty 50 minutes anything else you wanted to add nice
1: I reckon no I reckon we I reckon we fit a lot into that 50 I reckon this is I reckon this is a perfect place to finish this podcast I agree I agree
0: um, alright uh, I, I will say I've still got a big box of hats sitting in my room so
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah
0: if you haven't squeezed one of those out yet um, no we
1: got a couple more we got I added a couple more to the dock
0: Ah, oh, nice I haven't yeah. checked the dock in quite a while yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah if for whatever reason you've missed out still plenty of those hats they're only $39.98 uh, just send us a message on the socials and we'll hook you up with one mm. and uh, we'll see you next week goodbye Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG
1: NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m.